With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey folks, Eli here with a quick public service announcement. Put down your phone. We know the world is fucked right now, but you've been listening to CNN for three hours. Put it down. Yes, you should absolutely care what's going on right now. You should absolutely be horrified by everything going on. But you also need to change your shirt. Seriously, look at your shirt. Because you can't help other people if you're not okay. You okay? You don't look okay. You look like you spent the last 84 hours yelling at your uncle on Facebook. Don't, not great. Don't, don't do that. Take it from me. Put it down. There are a lot of things you can do right now. You can volunteer, you can donate to a charity or a school, you can be kind to the people you love. But you can't do any of those things if you've reduced yourself to a shambling, screaming, overworked, overstimulated mess. And that's what you are right now. Yeah. You know who you can help right now? You. You can help you right now. Just for a second. Take a walk, take a shower, call someone you like, makes you laugh. Listen to Gam. This week is about a cartoon Hindu movie. Me and Eli have a dead dad fight. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hell, you can even just keep listening to this show. We got some funny stuff coming up. It's safe. But whatever you do, we officially give you permission to put it down. Just for a second. Take a rest. You deserve it. And when you're ready. When you're really ready, not before. You can pick it back up again. Unless you don't like phone calls. <laughs> and then just don't. It's Monday. It's August 21st. And the word of the day is umbrophile, which means one who loves eclipses and often travels to go see them. Used in a sentence, Noah's an umbrophile, so he's heading to Carbondale, Illinois for some peak totality. Whereas I'll be watching from Secret Lair, Pennsylvania, thus making me a pen umbrophile. Pen umbrophile. I googled it. It's a black circle. I'm done. <laughs> with, with a cotton candy coating ring. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I like cotton candy too. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Right. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Trump and Tall Tyler get this whole North Korean thing settled. We'll find out who the real fan of cotton candy is by who will travel the farthest. And we'll break down how accurate the president was with his ranking of the races that he did completely <laughs> unironically last week. <laughs> but first, the diatribe. Can I tell you a secret about Donald Trump? He's a raging fucking racist. I know, I know. The guy who took birtherism mainstream, named Steve Bannon as a chief strategist, and named a guy deemed too bigoted to be a federal judge as the attorney general. A racist. Can you believe it? I'll give you a second to fan yourself off and take a sip of your mint julep there. I mean, look, 
I know this isn't news, but I am about fucking tired of all these news anchors that hesitate to ratchet up the accusation beyond particularly egregious base pandering. I mean, what's more likely at this point? That the guy who said Mexicans are rapists and Muslims shouldn't be allowed in our country is racist, or that a man who's so stupid he can't string two adverbs together unless they're both very is cleverly improvising to appeal to some unexpectedly racist base? I mean, just take Occam's razor to this motherfucker, because that's the only razor I'm allowed to take to this motherfucker. Here's what we know for a fact. He's a goddamn misogynist. Right, obviously. The, the Access Hollywood tapes weren't telling us anything we didn't know, but they told us everything we needed to know. The man is an 1880s textile factory managing Lothario with a chemically induced boner. His body shaming and slut shaming has a well-documented history that stretches way further back than this election. There is no reasonable he's not a misogynist argument, regardless of what orifice you think he was imagining Megyn Kelly's blood coming out of. He's also the guy that openly mocked the crippled guy. He's the guy who said Mexicans were rapists. He's actively trying to ban Muslims for this country. I mean, for fuck's sake, to believe he doesn't harbor deep-rooted sympathies for the KKK, you essentially have to believe that black people are the one minority he doesn't hate. And look, I mean, most of Trump's opinions crumble to dust the second you touch them. Right? I mean, not too long ago, he publicly endorsed a single-payer healthcare system, and for decades he was pro-choice, but now here he is comfortably camped on the other side of the fence with zero hint of moral compunction. And, and it's not like you need to take a long view to see this asshole waffle. He's, he's like the time fractal of incoherent positions. And during the latest Obamacare repeal effort, he seemed to change his mind about as often as Fox swapped out anchors. And despite all that, there's just this couple of issues he clings to with the firm adherence of his head merkin. And the only thread that connects them is racism. I mean, think about it. He definitely wants to build a wall between here and Mexico, right? It was his first campaign promise, and even though he's no closer to it now than he was then, there's no hint that he's given up. I mean, hell, he's willing to beg a brown person to finance it. I'm sure that doesn't come easy. And and look at the Muslim ban, right? Again, a policy that no right-thinking person in the world would propose, let alone follow through with. And yet, despite broad disapproval, his administration was willing to cash in whatever spare political capital they could scrounge up from the White House sofa bed and try to steamroll this thing past a reluctant judiciary. And they're still trying. And take a look at what Jeff Sessions is doing in the Justice Department. This is a guy calling for tougher enforcement on marijuana laws, longer jail sentences, stiffer court-ordered fines. During the primary, the mainstream Republican candidates were just elbowing each other to see who could shift furthest left on this subject. And yet here, Trump is thrilled about these efforts from Sessions, provided his enthusiasm doesn't diminish his chances of firing Robert Mueller. And look at the fucking immigration crackdown. This is some inhumane shit here. And, and look, there's no question that it's hurting American business. It's destroying American families. It's ruining American communities. It's ruining individual lives. There is no justification for it unless you actually think those bad hombres are the ones doing all the raping. And yet he's charging forward with it to hell with the political consequences. But here's the thing, and this is important. This is not just a Trump problem. One of his defining features is the way that, you know, Trump will always say shit you're not supposed to say. Right, like when he said that women who get abortions should be punished. I mean, if you're talking about outlawing abortions, obviously that's what you're talking about, but you're not supposed to draw attention to that by saying it. Trump simply lacks that filter. He simply said the neo-Nazi thing you're not supposed to say out loud, but he is hardly the lone Republican politician with neo-Nazi sympathies. The GOP has been flirting with racism for a long fucking time. 
If you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, you can say it's only because like minorities so consistently vote Democrat. Yeah, and, and some of that's probably true, at least, right? I mean, if green-eyed people always voted Democrat, they'd probably start trying to find ways to purge green-eyed people from the voter rolls, too. So maybe it's just that the goals of the racists and the goals of the Republicans happen to line up. But throughout Obama's presidency, they courted them ever more openly. And it turns out when it comes to neo-Nazis, you got to keep them more than a Sig Heil's length away. At this point, the message should be clear to every Republican that they need to denounce this shit by name and denounce the president by name for his contemptible refusal to do so. And I'm not just talking about the Republican politicians here. Look, there's a time to pander to your base. There's a time to be ashamed of them. But this is one step beyond the latter. At this point, you should be ashamed of yourself for having had these people as your base in the first place. Todd Tyler, get in here, buddy. Uh, thanks, Mr. President, but I'm I'm already in here, and I have been for quite some time. Don't confuse me with spatial relationships, Bowtie. We need to brainstorm. It's time for a brainstorm. Let's brainstorm this North Carolina thing. Do you mean Korea, sir? Yeah, yeah. Scary stuff. Terrible cars. Yes, sir. Well... I I met with your top military and State Department advisors, along with representatives from all the intelligence agencies, and and they've come up with something of a solution, or at least a possible solution. Kangaroos with chainsaws, like genetically engineered instead of arms, like they've evolved the chainsaws. No, that was not the collective conclusion, sir, no. Okay, but I want the military to draw something up. Nothing is off the table. Yes, sir. Not even chainsaw kangaroos. Yes, sir. In fact, Tyler, come here. If you could nudge the kangaroos with chainsaws to the top of the list and consider it a personal favor, I have a bet. Going, I don't want to go into the details, but if you I'll, can make I'll, this, I'll, I'll see what I can do, sir. All right, uh, good, good, good. So, what's your plan, Muay Thai? Well, sir, our best Korean intelligence suggests that Kim Jong Un has something of a weakness for poetry. Poetry, like vases? No, no, sir, like. Like literary work that uses distinct style and rhythm to express feelings and ideas? Gotcha. See, Mark, I told you I was going to need the definition. Uh, so, so uh, according to our assessment, the most likely way to de-escalate the current standoff is for you to to read a flattering poem to Kim Jong-un. Uh, um, okay. Can do. <clears throat> Violets are red. Roses are blue. And I'll nuke the hell out of that little fat shit if he thinks he no. can fucking think about my wife when he touches his private. No, that slanty eyed. Mr. Mr. President, Mr. President. Sorry, Tabo Boxing. Lost track a little bit there. I can do this. Okay. Well, we, we've actually had something uh, prepared for you okay, to. Okay. I got it. Here we go. Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Un, you're out too soon. The sun is still in the sky. Go back to bed and cover no, up your Mr. head. No, Mr. Mr. President, that's not gonna work. Sorry. I usually I word say good, but today not word. Good. You said you were the world's greatest person that doesn't want to let people into the country. That's because I am. Uh, yes, sir, but I still think you should go with the prepared poetic statement here. This one here? No, no sir, that is your placemat from last night. It's the, it's the paper over here. I'm going to figure out all ten differences in those pictures, Tyler. I, I am confident that you will, sir, but maybe after we step back from the cusp of nuclear war? All right. <clears throat> oh, Kim Jong-un, you make me spoon. I want to cuddle up and spoon. 
I'll get to know you, and yes, blow you like a 50-cent balloon. You're a balmy, call me mommy, and I'm here craving your salami. Got me thinking, hey there, Kimmy, you're a commie, let's commune. Oh, Kimmy, give me kisses. Rim me while this hooker pisses. This is what I think of when they give me classified reports. Hey, sport, let's not resort to courting war, but let's still court. Because my kiss will launch your missile and, like others, come up short. Where's Korea? No idea. But I'd really love to see you. Stop pissing off, start pissing on, and make the most of our urea. And you're too cute and highfalutin to need missiles to go shootin'. You can dress like Vaddy Putin and invade me like Crimea. If you want, I'll stick Melania on ya. We'll layer up like sex lasagna, and she'll go down like the Lusitania and blows like bubblegum. So let me grab you by your pushy tushy and beat it like a Django drum. Cause if we're gonna fuck our countries, we at least deserve to come. That was nice. That was nice. So what do you think, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Ty? You think me reading that into a microphone stopped a nuclear war? Uh, well, at the, at the very least, sir, it, it made me 50 bucks in a bar bet, so thanks. What? Uh, finish your placement, sir. Okay. Do you think the fact that this picture is on the left counts as a difference? No, no, Mr. President, I, I don't. I'm going to circle it just in case. Left. <laughs> He's almost made it. He's been sitting here the whole time trying. He's, he almost made it. Almost got to the end there. <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, Eli Bosnick. So, Eli, Noah's watching something in space do a do a thing or whatever question leaving us alone to talk about politics without him good idea or best idea oh indeed the president is repeating secular alt-left talking points and i'm gonna name those motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) all right great let's make a big list oh my sweet heath would that we could but we just play the funny fiddle while rome burns don't we you got any jokes about nazis coming back (laughs) Let's do some jokes about Nazis coming back. Due to technical difficulties beyond our control, we're unable to give you Eli's rant. So (laughs) we'll just go straight to the headlines. In our lead story tonight, the United States is dealing with lots of uncertainty these days. And it's leaving many of us searching for answers to hard questions. For example, how do we deal with a nuclear-capable North Korea? How do we tackle the Israel-Palestine conflict? What should we do about Russia tampering with our democracy? But most importantly, if we move the statue of a Confederate general and a Nazi gets mad and runs over a lady with his car, who's to blame? All very tricky stuff. But fortunately, we have a president who understands nuance and has the courage and honesty to admit that these issues are too complex for a simple, easy answer. I was watching very closely, closer than many of you, and the people in the Warsaw Ghetto were throwing bottles full of fire. Do they, do they have any, any blame? Any blame at all in your mind? You like George Washington? He was a Nazi. All right, so uh, pretty much that happened last week. All right, uh, in case anyone missed it, the country that won the Civil War, that's us, decided Woo! to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee from a public park in Charlottesville, Virginia which is a place that we own thanks to, again, winning the Civil War. That was us. Woo! Um, yeah. So I guess we figured a giant metal shrine to the general for the country that lost the Civil War is a weird, stupid thing to have on display. Plus, slavery was arguably a bad thing. So there's also that. 
Arguably, arguably. And, and we should point out, these statues weren't put up, like, right after the Civil War. They were put up during Jim Crow as a specific fuck you to black people. <laughs> exactly. All of these statues, seriously, pick one, find the date. They were all placed at a time when African Americans were fighting for voting rights and white people in power wanted to remind them that they needed to shut the fuck up. That is the historical significance <laughs> of these statues. It is white people literally building statues to their own racism during the time they felt afraid they were coming for their hoods. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the statue removal was apparently infuriating to a large group of rabid co Confederate history buffs, mm -hmm. many of whom are also <laughs> members of the same secret birdwatching society, and they staged a <laughs> rally to complain. And at some point, one of the bird watchers was driving his car through a parade of people like you do and out of nowhere a bunch of people hurled themselves under his tires to stifle the first amendment sadly one person died in the tragic accident that was really nobody's fault at least that's what i've gathered based on what i've heard from the president of the united states this week uh, to be fair you were a little more even-handed than he was but I, I understand we're we're a little further back from it well I just want to say it's a good thing that Republicans haven't been spending this year trying to pass laws to literally make things like running over protesters legal because <laughs> that would be some real egg on their face. No, uh, blood, blood, blood on their yep, face yep. and hands <laughs> and soaking through their clothes into their lineage, into their children's <laughs> names forever and ever. That's what I meant. Sorry. Egg on her face no, no, a little quicker. Good. But, yeah. You corrected yourself. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, obviously, uh, this one's a thinker. It's a thinker. Mm -hmm. Are homicidal neo-Nazis at fault? <laughs> Are radical leftist pedestrians who hate freedom at fault? Uh, was it the Jews? Who's to say? Ooh. Well, Donald Trump took a few stabs at it this week, <laughs> starting with his first try immediately following the incident. It went something like this. Yeah, ve vehicular homicide. It's like a, it's like a tango, like a rapey. Tango. Who's doing the raping? Somebody's doing the raping. Were Mexicans there? Probably. <laughs> what was I talking about? So that was fun. That was his first Yeah, try. you know, I think you should both apologize. Worked on my kids. I don't understand why it isn't working here. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that first statement didn't go over very well with all the anti-Nazi parts of the country. We're a minority, um, but we are holding out strong. <laughs> yeah. Turned out to be somewhat larger than Trump expected as a group, the <laughs> anti-Nazis. Uh, lots of people were like, hey, maybe you want to take a firm stance on the KKK, like pro or con, next time you talk mm -hmm. about that? <laughs> so Trump, uh, I guess he sat cross-legged for a couple days and really pondered it and finally decided to make another statement. This time, he was like, yeah, sorry I wasn't clear when I spoke about this before. Uh, Nazis are... B <laughs> Nazis are Nazis are bad. Uh, they're bad. They're bad. Said the president of the United States. Finally, hey, uh, Mike Pence would be worse. People, you know what Mike Pence would do? Unequivocally <laughs> condemn Nazis. That's what. Wouldn't he be worse? Mike Pence would do. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He hates gay people, but. He also hates Nazis. He's clear it's on the it. Nazi part. It's the puzzle of our times. <laughs> it's the puzzle of our times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, obviously that second statement, it was good for the anti-Nazis, kind of. But it didn't sit well with a big chunk of Trump's base. 
and it really put his low 30s approval rating in jeopardy. Mm. And that led to one more statement during which he walked back the Nazis are bad message, pointing out that the alt-left deserves a bunch of the blame, too, and that the bird watchers were just doing their jobs. And then I'm assuming he tweeted something that ended with hashtag not all Nazis and went back to his just barely desegregated country club in Jersey. He did. And we all just live in this world now. We all just have a world where the president of the United States said there were lots of good people on both sides at a Nazi KKK rally. And that's <laughs> that's just how we write all the books. There's. It's no backseas. We can't just in 2020 when Warren's up there. We can't like stop all the right. We could try, but it's no no one's. This is how it is now. This is in our lives, locked in in the book. All right, and in free market principles news tonight. Meanwhile, everyone else in the world is telling Nazis they can straight up fuck themselves. Yeah. Highlights included this week, GoDaddy.com kicking the Daily Stormer, a Nazi website that published an article titled, Heather Heyer, Woman Killed in Road Rage Incident Was a Fat, Childless, 32-Year-Old Slut, the day after she was killed, Ooh. off of their platform. I wonder why. And then, <laughs> Daily Stormer was rejected by Google. Uh, I also wonder why. So they <laughs> don't have a website anymore because... Nope. Man, it sucks when this free market thing isn't just for homophobic bakers, it turns out. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. Uh, the market took its sweet-ass time, though, I gotta say. <laughs> when did the internet start? It's been a minute. It's been a while. But uh, I guess it's never too late to spite ghost a Nazi website that's been used to endorse violence. So that was fun to hear about. But I know what you're doing, Eli. I don't think I don't know what you're doing. Oh. Go ahead, Heath. Defend the First Amendment this week. See how that goes. I know what you're trying to set up. So I'm not even going to mention the slippery slope that we both know is hiding in this story somewhere. <laughs> Just saying, you know, first they came for the Nazis and mm -hmm. wait. Everyone the, was happy. Yeah. So, then they came for the <laughs> Japanese. You know, I get it. I'm with it. Also included this week was yesterday's pathetic free speech rally, which after screaming, I swear we're not Nazis, a bunch of bigots got to sit in a park with nine assholes jerking each other off while thousands of people surrounded them by a mile and a half of Boston cops about how much they fucking hated them. Good stuff. The movement is strong, Chad. The movement is strong. Okay, well, I'm back with the First Amendment praise. This is why it's great. Even if by some crazy fluke, Nazis made it into the highest levels of government. I mean, it's never going to happen. But just <laughs> okay. in case that happened, okay. we'll always be able to surround the rallies with bigger rallies and scold them like redheaded stepkids. And uh, speaking of redheaded stepkids, side note, weirdly good job by Boston of being not <laughs> racist. Hat tip. Boston. Yes, nice. little little Boston praise. They're due, or or <laughs> counterpoint. Weirdly good job of keeping everyone that matters away from the Nazis, so far away that the Nazis can't get them to hit them, which is their prerogative and has been since the late seventies. But, but, but either way, Boston gets prey. Boston strong. <laughs> hit your wife. All right, and of course, my favorite news of the week is getting asshole Nazis themselves fired. Now, mm. many people are confused about this, so I'm going to clarify. Doxing is revealing private information about a person and is illegal. Publicizing is not. 
Doxing, <laughs> for example, is Heath's real name, which I try to work okay. into almost every episode of Citation <laughs> Needed. It Can we not? God uh, damn it. <laughs> do you know how to do I'm that? Beeping beeping that. Thing? I know how to use the beep. Find out. <laughs> uh, publicizing, on the other hand, is Eli Bosnick was at ReasonCon shouting, God is dead and his employers deserve to know about it. <laughs> and to fire the ever-loving fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. You're pretty much always allowed to say true things whenever you want. <laughs> Thanks to the First Amendment, full circle. Oh, full st- there you go. The old first of A. <laughs> and look, I know it may feel good to get on the internet and talk about all the punching you'd do if Nazis ever tried the Jehovah's Witness approach. But remember, <laughs> it is 100% legal to get a Nazi fired and you can actually do it. Get some friends together. Get some za. Go on a firing spree. <laughs> Come on. No, I gotta you admit- just want to sit at home, talk about punching. That's fine. I gotta admit, Stay though, on. I'd love to talk to a really like mild mannered, short collared shirt Nazi trying to sell me mind comp door to door, like just for fun. I would enjoy. Hey, that. um, I I'm sorry. Welcome. Good morning. Uh, thanks for answering the door. I'd, I'd like to tell you a little bit about blacks and Jews. Uh, if you have some time. Uh, no, I'm not hungry or thirsty. Thank you so much. Can I put my bike helmet in your umbrella stand? <laughs> All right, fun new uh, live-action skit we might do one day. Cool. And uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick break from headlines to bring you a special report. Noah is, of course, on the road towards the path of totality as we record this. But luckily, he was able to join us from the future to tell us what he saw while he was away. Noah, thanks for joining us. You bet, Heath. So, um... How far in the future are you exactly? Uh, about 30 hours from when this comes out. Okay, awesome. So can you tell us a little about what you witnessed? Oh, I'd love to. Well, okay, so first I saw a dark curtain rise over the horizon, ominously creeping forward like an inescapable harbinger of doom. Mm. Mm-hmm. The crowd around me caught sight of this astronomical upheaval, and what began as frantic shouts of anticipation dimmed along with the light until there was nothing but stunned silence. Ooh. Even the animals around me seemed flummoxed by the disturbance, and as the skies grew ever dimmer, that foreboding, shimmering twilight in the distance came rushing towards us with astonishing speed, enveloping us all in a perfect darkness. We looked up. And we saw a surreal orange halo over an impossibly black orifice looming above us, a hole that seemed poised to swallow the entire sky. The darkness within it was at once unimaginable and intolerable, and even though I understood that everything that was happening did so with a mathematical precision that could easily be calculated many years ago, I couldn't help but feel my ribs grow thin with animalistic fear. Wow. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, Is this the first time you saw an eclipse before? Eclipse? Uh-huh. Oh shit! My, I thought we were still talking about Trump's both sides were to blame speech. So I, sorry, I thought I made it clear with that surreal orange halo over an impossibly black orifice line. The eclipse was pretty cool too, though. Sun was all like peekaboo, and then it was, you know, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Noah. Next up in headlines from the White House quits the show file. That was my joke. I thought of that joke all by myself. Great joke. All right. I thought of. I am great. Great at jokes. <laughs> So the Nazis aren't the only ones losing their job this week. Some people are leaving the White House of their own volition. Like, um, God, I'm bad with phrases today. Like, mice no longer afloat raft. (laughs) It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I feel like there's something. uh, Is it 
like mice who want to distance themselves from an accidental Russian spy who might get hanged for treason? Is 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 that the saying? It's it rings a bell. We're getting closer. I, it's an old wives. It's an yeah, old thing we'll with mice. Yeah, mice <laughs> like mice. Like mice. Nope. Mice, just like mice. All right. Uh, so among those abandoning ship are a shit ton of CEOs and business leaders on his various councils and committees, which he then canceled because they weren't taking it seriously enough, like an intramural fucking softball team for early 20s in Brooklyn. And my favorite, the entire president's arts council. All of it. They just fucking flipped their desks and left. There is no president's arts council now. Like a fight over Monopoly, except everyone's on the same team and the board got flipped. Just shitty plastic hotels littering the floor of the White House. (laughs) Trump had pretty much the same effect on Atlantic City, too. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. He did. He did indeed. Uh, in addition, several charities also canceled their galas that were planned at Mar-a-Lago, including Cleveland Clinic, America's best hospital, especially their OBGYN department. <laughs> They're the best. Them specifically. <laughs> not naming names. Not third place. Not second you, place. First place. Just do you, do you know somebody there? The, what? No, right. I would not. That would be uh weird endorsement. OK, well, either yeah, way, yeah, just, if you're getting shat on by Cleveland, not a great sign. Just we're going back to our city where the river catches fire. (laughs) The point is the president is great at making deals, (laughs) except with other businesses, other countries, charities, (laughs) or pretty much anyone except the nine guys with 800 profiles on r slash the (laughs) Donald. Yeah. And uh, speaking of rats jumping ship or walking the plank or whatever the fuck happened <laughs> in Bannon fodder news tonight. The Kranghead inside Donald Trump's weird robot body got resigned from his job as White House chief strategist last week <laughs> and immediately returned to his former role as the Palpatine of Breitbart News, I'm pretty sure. That's right. Steve Bannon has left the building and Trump's an ignorant fuck who doesn't even know the basic details about his closest advisors so he tweeted that bannon will be quote a smart new voice at breitbart (laughs) (laughs) smart voice at breitbart oh i want to play uh bannon will be the bathed man at a monster truck rally um the the married man at a sticks concert the the not nazi at breitbart i get i get the pattern i figure is i like this one yeah well uh all right that's pretty much the whole story um bannon's gone but before we move on, click episode over. <laughs> <laughs> but before we move on, as a tribute, we'd like to spend a few moments describing Steve Bannon's physical appearance. I'll start us off. Steve Bannon looks like a dumpster behind a dermatologist got struck by lightning and he came to life. Ooh, ooh, uh, Steve Bannon looks like Jabba the Hutt survived the 80s AIDS epidemic. <laughs> He looks like uh, melanoma dying of liver cancer and really letting itself go. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Steve Bannon looks like someone turned a Confederate flag mug full of gray pubic hair into a person. Uh, He looks like a Boston AA meeting tried to form Voltron. Didn't work out. Uh, He looks like a secret Chinese dumping site for liver spots. Mm. (laughs) Like the cove. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
the time there was a Nazi in the White House. Nazi. Breitbart. All right. Good. <laughs> we don't do enough songs no, together. No, that was fun. He holds us back. He's like, Ugh, I gotta do a diatribe. Yeah. Not, I'm gonna go watch the moon go behind the stars or who cares, whatever. Nazi graduation music has been missing this whole time. There it was. All right. If you'd like to download Nazi graduation music, <laughs> go to Bandcamp. There's probably some on there. <laughs> if they're still allowed on the internet. And that's going to do it for episode 56. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like... G4, yes, that's my name, Jeremy, Adam, Zena, Wyoming, Yodel Mountain Conspiracy Cover Band, John, Paul, Rowan, Christian, Jillian, Sean, Brandy, House of GWYR, Fido, War. Mary, Jonathan, Starks Plur, Andy, Trent, BT, Austin, Peabody Smokes Crayons, and last but certainly not least, our good friend, Marissa Alexa McCool. These fine people deserve more orgasms. If you know any of them, stop waiting and invite them to put it wherever they want or put it wherever they ask, whatever you're doing. Probably mouth and ass. That's what we all want. Butt stuff and mouth stuff. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist and God Awful Movies, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the deep web. Also, check out Citation Needed. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide, or by googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Just going to start that one more time. I found. <clears throat> sorry. Sorry, Morgan. Just won't. Oh, no, you're not even doing it. Nope. Sorry, me. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> got to hear Heath forgive himself. I no, forgave myself. Yeah, yeah fuck me. it. And <laughs> fuck you, me. Yeah. All right. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yup, you. Yup, me. All right. Having a good day. Just sitting next to the cat. <laughs> No, you. <laughs> you always win that biscuit game when it's by yourself. <laughs> it's Monday. It's August 21st. <clears throat> no, no, it's stupid. I sounded stupid. <laughs> I sounded stupid how I said Monday. I tried to get sexy with it. It got out of, it got out of hand. Yeah, to, you got, to, yeah, you got, got to let from. yourself, you got to let yourself free. Gotta relax. It got away from me. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. So hello. so sexy <clears throat> you can allow your voice to get. Right. I mean, there, there are there are ladies and gentlemen attracted to gentlemen oh, that are driving. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Ryan are Slotnick and his one man band. Evil, just you're you're uh, shooting shooting a little high again. It's fine. All right. <laughs> <clears throat>
The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.